It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple slots. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this, dumb ass. Yeah, f***ing fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend. Until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real. Yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. I can make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is terrible. I, I had to take off my shoes. Run. So kiss my black. Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Who do I get? God bless America and God bless Trumpy Bear. I was like a peck. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch, being a loser. Swing and a miss. Welcome to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. If you missed yesterday, the podcast is available for you, WRQK.com. You can also stay up to date with us via iHeartRadio. If you have a smart speaker at home, just say, Alexa, play Rock 106.9. You can listen to the morning show while you're still getting dressed for work. We are also on Google as well. Antone has uh, one of those Google assistants. I do. loves it. I do. I listen to, listen to Rock 106.9. listen to Rock Mother all the time. Sitting around the house. What am I doing? Listening to the Rock Mother. We got uh, Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, joining us at 7 o'clock, the way he does every Friday at 7. You can also find Munch weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. We got some male grooming tips for the audience this morning. The NFL is actually getting some male cheerleaders. We'll get into that as well. Big news on Trey Parker and Matt Stone, I think going to shock a lot of that audience. And another group of Hollywood, well, not I shouldn't say group, but another man in Hollywood uh, responsible for creating one of your favorite childhood shows. Turns out, total creep, weirdo, perv. We'll get into that at 7.30. How are you this morning, buddy? Uh, no complaints, man. It's Friday. It's payday. We got a three-day work a weekend coming up here, so yeah. feeling 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 pretty pretty good about the life there. Yeah, we uh, we uh, opted to take Monday off. We were we were awarded more uh, more vacation days last year by the company um, as, as to make us shut up about the fact that we can barely afford rent. They yeah. were like, take more days yeah. off. You and can so have another we, job. We were like, all right, yeah, I guess muscle <laughs> us into it. Fine. Yes, fine. We'll do it. We'll, we'll just be little cowards and just take whatever you say. So we opted to use one of those on Monday. So uh, we will be in best of mode come Monday morning. And I am very excited. I will not lie. Uh, I got a couple of things going on this weekend. First and foremost, tonight, Jay yeah. Dublin's in Akron, uh, the official honor fighting championship weigh-in party. Uh, I'm going to be out there from 6 to 8 tonight. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Jay Dublin's poorhouse right across Chapel Hill Mall, real easy to find right there. Uh, and, and and tomorrow night, honest, or honestly, dude, I've, I've only been to, like, local MMA fights, and there's something about, like... About dudes who are just willing to go in there and knuckle up as amateurs—that's awesome. This is what I'm always it's saying. Awesome. This is what I'm always saying about MMA. Why it's actually the best sport in the world. It's better than the NFL. It's better than Major League Baseball. It's better than basketball. It's better than all of those things. In order for basketball to be interesting to anybody, it needs to be LeBron versus Steph or KD. Like that's the only time anybody cares about basketball. 
Same's true with football. Patriots, I'm in. Outside of that, dude, you know what I mean? Nobody really cares. Where MMA, dude, it doesn't need brands. It doesn't need that. It's dude, if you're sitting there in that venue, it's two dudes in a cage beating the crap out of one another. It doesn't have to be Tom Brady. And like the best part I feel like about amateur MMA fights is that sometimes it'll be over in like seven seconds because homeboy just got clocked. Yeah. Just got clocked. So dude, I'm Don't really blink. I'm really excited about that. Honor Fighting Championship. I believe it is eleven um eleven amateur bouts they're gonna have tomorrow night on the card and four professional bouts. Oh. Uh and uh it, dude, it's gonna be a, a, a very exciting night at the Chaparral Center. Tickets still available, fighterticks.com. Uh from what I heard though, all the uh tables are sold out. Uh, I believe the Ring of Honor is so if you want tickets, make sure you get them. Don't I'm get sh- shut out on this. I'm shocked by that. Dude, I was told those tables were like 500 bucks. Oh, you get 10 people there. You know what I'm saying? You get 10 people, you get tickets to it. Dude, I couldn't call 10 people to go do something tonight. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't, I, dude, I don't I don't have 10 people in my close circle like that. I just don't. I, uh, wow. I mean, that's impressive. We'll actually talk to Jeremy from the Honor Friday Championships. He'll be in the studio with us 9 o'clock this morning. So we'll do that. We also have $1,000 to pass out every single hour on the program. Dude, I wish I could come tomorrow night, but I got stuck working. Like, I can't get out of it. No, I tried to get out of it yesterday. They're like, dude, we just, we really? Really? Yeah. I was going to say, we'll get you VIP, we'll get you everything, man. Come come on. No, can't. And here's one of those things. I'm Ah, kind of torn because it's Dan Auerbach at the Agora Uh from the Black Keys. And he's kind of doing his solo thing now. And he's so good. Like, he's always so good. And I really like him. So to have to go work that isn't the worst thing in the world. But having to work on Saturday night kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. You should win that $1,000, dude. You dude, you're, dude, you're really funny. You should win it. You should. You're, you're really funny. See, I think it should I think that $1,000 should actually be in that envelope that's waiting for me in my work mailbox. But instead, it's just a it's just a hand-drawn, you know, picture of a finger back at me like, "Ha ha, got ya." It's just confetti in my boss's middle finger in my paycheck envelope. That's all that happens in there. Your shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Another reminder tonight, Jay Dublin's Poorhouse Akron fans home will be there from 6 to 8 doing the uh, official weigh-ins for the Honor Fighting Championships, which will actually take place tomorrow night, Chaparral's Event Center in Akron, and we will talk to Jeremy from the Honor Fighting Championship. We will do so at 9 o'clock. He will join us in studio. Turns out we're all being bullied everywhere we go. Really? Yep. Okay. You're, you're going to be bullied like 11 times today, I bet. Now that, that I'm pulling that number out of thin air, but but I'm just given about how many transactions I do a day, right. I'll just you know I'll throw that in there around average. I bet you're going to be bullied somewhere around between eight and eleven times today. And I'm reading an article by Liz Weston who's telling me, dude, you don't accept this. Like, don't just accept this bullying, this mistreatment of you. Don't just take it. That you need to fight back on it and stand up for yourself and say, no, I will not be bullied. Okay. Now I'm not saying Liz is right. But she feels like you're being bullied, I'm being bullied, she's being bullied, and she wants to end the bully. Okay, I mean, I don't know what this is about, but I'm going to stand by Liz, I think. I mean, I don't want to be bullied, so I, I, okay. She says 
this technology that we're all using that's advancing rapidly every day is bullying you into doing something you don't want to be doing and that you just go along with the system because you don't want to look rude and you don't want to be the one that's not doing it. So you just do it and you're being bullied into your decision, she claims. And that's you were being bullied into tipping in situations that Liz claims that you should not have to. She says tipping inflation is totally real and it's on a tablet everywhere you go, she says. Merchants are now using Square and other mobile payment services. Yeah. And they can recommend tip amounts or percentages for any transaction. We have this at the Agora, actually, including ones that she claims traditionally have not included tips. Your payment card swipe through. Your device is attached to an iPad or other tablet. You know what happens. They turn the screen around for you, and it suggests that you add gratuity. That's how our machine at the, at the Agora works. You, I swipe your card. And then I flip the screen around for you, and it's like they always go, well, what do I do? And I'm like, all right, well, you pick one of these, and then hit OK, and then you sign out. And so then you can, and you know then when people are tipping you versus when they're not. And that's kind of why it, it's designed that way. It is kind of designed to kind of shame you into, hey, cheap ass, make sure you do this. It is. That's what it's for. She's right about that. Yeah. I mean, especially when they're right in front of you, like you feel there's going to be a ob- sense of obligation. Well, now there. what they've done, and she talks about this, and it's very, very smart, is that what they've done then is they have, they have changed. It used to be what? What was the standard tipping rule? 15%, right? That was that was the American standard forever. Well, now, and she's right about this, is that a lot of these tablets and a lot of like these places where you're now tipping where you weren't five years ago now have moved up the dollar amounts. It's now 20%, 25%, or 30%. And she's right. There's a place I go, downtown Canton, I won't list it, does this, and she's right. It's always 25, it's always 20, 25, or 30, and I'm always like, all right, well, I guess 25. Here you go. Now, at the end of the day, you are capable of putting your own amount in there, correct? You Yes. And so you are able to put your own amount in. You're also able to skip the, the portion completely. Okay. However, much like other things on the internet, they hide that stuff kind of. And these buttons to just get you to the next screen are big and in the center of the screen. Why everything else you're looking for is a small X in the bottom right-hand corner. That's how you get out of that ad. That's how you do this. And they do that because they, they know what about you and I. Just get me done with this. I just want to be done. And you'd rather spend more money than be inconvenienced to find out how to do what you want. Plus, then you look like a person who's like doesn't want to tip people. And if you go to the same places over and over and over again, you are concerned about that. I know I am. I know I'm concerned. Like if I go to the same place and I'm a creature of habit, I order pizza from the same places over and over again. I go to the same restaurants. I go to the same coffee shops. It's just who I am. I don't really move around a ton. I find what I like and that's what I do. And so through that, I kind of just want to make sure that those people that work in that building don't hate me. And part of that, and how I do that partially, is by giving them more money than I probably should. So whether, but you were going to do that regardless whether it was sign on the X or whatever. I probably would. Now, what's the difference between that, me giving you that as the pizza delivery guy, like, hey, here's your, here's your, you know, you gave me the credit card number over the phone. Right. I bring you the slip that you have to sign. You have to sign it right in front of me and write it right in front of me, right? There is a difference. I don't know what it is, but again, I do feel that same pressure then to do it, and I will owe and uh, do and I maintain if somebody's bringing food to your house do tip that person so, so that's you making that decision right i mean like that's you know you you have the option to say no you just you 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 understand the benefit of it correct i mean yes okay yes but she's right here in the fact phantom that most people are just hitting buttons to get to the next screen 
That's her point. She's not talking about paper receipts. So do you feel like that's bullying or laziness? Because like, It's a little bit of both. Okay. It is a little bit of both. Because isn't there some accountability on me, the consumer, of like, well, if it's all I have to do is press this other button as opposed to the big button. I think what she's saying is, is that these places who had traditionally were not seen as tipping environments are now bullying you into thinking this is a tipping environment. Oh, so you're saying if this is not a server, this is not a bartender, this is... I'm talking, do you go get a cup of coffee, they flip the screen around on you, and there's a, now a 30% option to tip to move forward. Isn't there some places that, I mean, like, isn't coffee a tipping thing? Isn't a I don't think house? it always was. As a matter of fact, no, I remember it wasn't. I remember being on the radio 10 years ago and people talking about, like, dude, there was never a tip jar at the local coffee shop, ever. Like, there, this wasn't one of those things. Now, I find that America draws a very weird line on who we tip and who we don't. Like, it's, it seems very, like, I got a haircut yesterday, right? Like, I tipped that person. But again, when I swiped my card through there, it gave me the, and there was four options. None of them were 15%. They were all more than that. And then there was like the X if you don't want to do it, which of course I'm not going to do because again, much like the coffee shop I use or the pizza place I use, I use the same place to go get my haircut all the time. And I want those people in there to think that I'm a decent customer to give me decent service. And part of the way you're going to get that done is by giving people more money than you should. It is part of the system. But she's right in the sense that now, dude, everywhere you go, they're starting yeah, to Yeah, if do you're this. talking about like, you know, you go buy a retail good and now they're putting that in front of you, then yes, I completely understand that that's, you know, that's probably a step too far. You know, it, to me, it's like, I don't know why coffee, in my mind, is one of the things that like, well, yeah, I mean, that's a tipping place. Like, you know, a haircut, yes. Restaurants, obviously. Bartenders, obviously. I don't know where that line is either. You'd be surprised how many people don't think you should have to tip a bartender. You'd be surprised by that. You'd be surprised how many... Uh, actually, here's another thing you'd be totally shocked about. And I don't understand what the difference in this is. The amount of people tomorrow night that will be at the Agora who come up, order something to drink, and do not tip, A, that would blow you away. But B, the amount of people that will come up and order a bottle of water and don't feel like, well, it's just water. It's not alcohol. Yeah. In which I don't understand. It's in the same goddamn cabinet where I turned around to get your beer. It, it's literally the same action. Right. So it, that's my thing. It's like, dude, if you don't think what I have done for you is worthy of a tip, that's fine. But to draw this arbitrary line where it's like, if I give you a beer, it's worth a dollar, but it, because you're going to drink water, it's not. Like, dude, I still had to do the same thing for you. And more importantly, is that I had to stop serving somebody else something to get you that. And so, dude, if speed is what, this is what I'm always telling people. Like, dude, if you're one of these people that goes to the bar and goes, oh, I'll just tip heavy at the end of the night, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Your bartender has no idea that's your plan. Right. And if you tell them it's your plan, they're just going to think in the back of your head, no, you're going to screw me at the end of the night because that's normally what you end up doing. 100%. Dude, set, establish that rate early. If you want great service the rest of the night, establish it with me early. Now I know. The first thing that happens when you tip really well when you leave the bar, by the way, is we look down the rest of the bar. We get every other bartender's attention. We point at you as you're walking away and going, dude, that dude's good. You see that dude, make sure you take care of him first. It's just part of the system. Um, you know, I, I think it's pretty fair to say a dollar for any drink that's like easy to make and two bucks plus for any drink that's like a complicated yeah, drink to you've make. You've worked in restaurants. Uh, you know, I, I think that's that's yeah. that's a fair assessment. I wouldn't mind if somebody was like, yo, here's 10 bucks right out of the gate. Like, take care of me tonight. I, I get that. But you're right to wait to the end where it's like, oh, I'll take care of you. You're going to wait. I, I don't trust you. You're going to wait. And, and that's the way it's going to work. She gets into like some of these people always have questions. She said gratuities are totally poor. Important in full service restaurants. 
And since servers are paid less than the federal minimum wage, on assumption they will earn tips, restaurant tips are traditionally based on the pre-tax amount of the bill. She says some merchants are guilty of suggesting tips based on the total bill. People may default to 20% because the math is easier to opt out or to opt in for versus the 15. She says here, there is no obligation to leave a tip for a takeout order unless it was complicated or included curbside delivery. She claims that curbside delivery is 10% is fine. Home delivery merits 10 to 15% with pizza delivery meriting two to $5 in tips. Most other situation, tip screens can be viewed just like tip jars, entirely optional. Uh, strange lines, I feel like, there, where it's like 10% if, if you walk it out to my car, but I'm only going to give you 10 to 15% if you drive it to my home. Like, doesn't that seem like, to me, like, well, it's like, well, that's, you know. That seems like a small increase for the difference in those two operations. Right. I would agree with that. Right. And if home delivery, that's what pizza is. So why does pizza get another? You get 2 to $5, where it's like, dude, if I order, so if I order $100 worth of pizza or 50 bucks worth of Domino's, it's going to be like, yo, here's 3 bucks. Now, do you tip the pizza dude on the amount of what you ordered? Yeah. Oh, see, I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I that's weird, and, if, and I probably should. Although I think that they would make less money if I spend if I spend more, I'm going to tip more. I mean, regardless huh. of what it is, there. I I don't know if that's my system. I am normally a three dollar tip person for you bringing pizza to my house, which I feel like is pretty good. Now, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm going to find out through social media today that Jesus, you cheap ass, like how people think that they're good tippers in bars, and I'm telling you, no, you're not. Like maybe I'm going to find out the same very thing about me and pizza. But the amount of, but again, now I will tip more based on weather. Like if the snow's really, really bad, and I know, like when they tell you on the phone, like, look, dude, weather's bad, it's gonna be an hour, fine, whatever. But because you had to drive out in that, I tip you more in that. If it's pouring down rain, you're standing on my doorstep ringing my doorbell, I'm gonna tip you more for that. If, if you're bringing me something, there's a minimum that I'm gonna give you, and it's probably five bucks. Like if it's Jimmy John's, I'm gonna give you five bucks, even if it's only a 10 to 50, like a $10 order. If I just got lunch for myself and I was like, ah, I don't wanna go out, Jimmy John's will bring it to me, I'm still gonna give you five bucks out of the gate. But if I spend, like I said, I mean, if I spend, and, you know, 40 bucks on pizza. It's like, well, you know, you, you had to do something here. You had to bring me all this stuff. So I'm definitely going to increase how much how much I give you. Yeah, there are. De- I'm trying to think of where I go where, where there's a tablet where it's like, dude, I've bought and bought and I've bought clothes at retail places and have been asked for gratuity in some of these new like trendy shops that use square. And it's like, why am I tipping you? For buying clothes from you. I mean, I guess at that point, it's like, well, if you're a small business and it's essentially you're asking for a donation at that point, you know, you know what I mean? Like if, if, if you're one of these downtown businesses and I know you're, you know, just waiting on first Friday to pay your rent, maybe I'll feel inclined to be like, all right, well, this is 15 bucks and you know what? I'll throw you an extra two. So like, yeah, you can make my total 17. But at that point, reaching. right. But at that point, right. Like just put out like a, Hey, we need help paying our rent job. We're going to be closed next right. week. If you don't buy this Alf lunchbox. Yeah. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, like that, that's a very, to me, that's a serious reach. A Canton canine police officer. The canine unit got a little bit of excitement the other day. We'll give you that story next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out $1,000 at 710. We'll give you that. We were talking tipping before the break because this woman wrote this article about how like these tablets at now at like every outlet now suggest you tip 20, 25, or 30%. And uh, so she's basically saying, like, look, they're bullying you into this because you're now tipping in places that you didn't know always before. And 
I would imagine, much like uh, other systems in the world, that the tipping system in America is probably broken and probably should be reexamined now. Um, I, not to say that, you know, let's just do it everywhere, but it's like it probably, we should probably relook those lines over. Steve wanted to know, always wondered, call in, carry out, tip, no tip. Yes, you tip. I would tip a carry out person. I would tip a curbside person for sure. Jesse wants to know, what about when your bartender is also your server? Like in a place like, and he lists the place, you know, like one of those bar slash restaurants. Do you tip every drink or just wait till you get your bill? When you get your bill in that situation is fine because you're dining there, you're sitting at a table, yeah. you're having drinks with the people. But what I would tell you is, is I would add more than what you normally would tip in that situation because if you're having dinner and you're drinking... She she or he, whoever, is at your table more often than they would be. So I would I would up that up. You would do it more than 20%? Yes. I would I would if if if, if I am bringing a server back to my table more uh, like a lot because of the amount of booze we are going through, that person is going to make more money. Um the only thing I'll say about that is usually you're not tipping 20% on a drink, you're just tipping a dollar or two usually. So I feel like even just by by her kind of being your server there, she's going to get more money anyway. You know well, what that I mean? might be true. I just, and again, I, my mom used to yell at my dad about how much he tips, and I feel like I am a little bit of a heavy tipper. But again, I go to the same places over and over again, and and you'll see, like when I go in those places, I get served first. I, I do. As, 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 as somebody who's worked in a ton of restaurants, I mean, I'm definitely, when it's good, an over-tipper, um, but I'm not afraid if it sucks to be like, dude, this was terrible. You did not do a good job here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to over-tip you just because I do that. No, there are people who like to over-tip bad service because they feel like they're going to know. That person does not know. They do know. not care. care. They do not care. I'm asked about a buffet. What do you do at a buffet? I would tip 10% at a buffet. I feel like 10% is fine. You are serving yourself there, essentially. Yeah. But somebody's still bringing you sodas and the like. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, buck or two is, my, is where I, I'd be at. I'm probably at a 10% right there, and I feel like that's totally yeah. fine. But if you do two bucks, that's probably not going to be terrible either. Which I was going to say, I mean, if a buffet is 15 bucks, we're talking we're, about one, two, three dollars right there. We're, okay. within, okay. we're, we're within the margin of error of one another, absolutely. This now out of Canton, Ohio, where uh, a canine officer got himself a little bit of excitement the other day. This from Officer Ryan Davis, who you will remember had to, uh, had to lay to rest his last canine partner, Jethro. Fantone and I actually went to that memorial, and he then got a new canine officer that they were training, Tuco. And Tuco snagged a suspect over the weekend. Police went to Eurogyro on Cleveland, where a worker had been stabbed. Jeez. Yeah. No, apparently, dude, apparently, the now I've never been to a Eurogyro, so I don't know, but I guess they have bars in them. Uh Uh-huh. And um, I guess the employee was trying to get a guy out of the bar. You know what I mean? Probably a little, like, dude, it's time for you to go. Like, one of those. And so then the suspect then takes off after stabbing the employee. Officer Davis and K-9 Tuco found the weapon and the suspect who was hiding in the bushes near a house. Tuco's tooth was ripped almost completely out as he was apprehending the suspect. So you see what happened there? He He chomped down on the guy and, dude, hard enough to where one of the teeth came out. Officer Davis said the wonderful people of Stark County Veterinary Emergency Clinic took great care of Tuco as they removed the pup's tooth and gave him some stitches. Dude, imagine the cops letting the hounds out on you. Like, could you think of anything more? Dude, you're not outrunning a German Shepherd. Of course not. Like, you're not doing that. Of course not. You're not doing that. Terrifying. And when that thing gets its jaws on you, it's over.
Do you, I mean, I, I wonder if, if losing that tooth, I wonder if that's like, I mean, does that like, is, is the dog going to be less effective in the future because he's not able to bite with like full, you know what I mean? Like, is he going to be able to chomp down the same? I wouldn't imagine so, but I don't know. I, don't know, I yeah. mean, I, I guess there's a possibility of that. And like, I know, and obviously, like, especially as we talk about Officer Ryan Davis's dog here. That guy's um, a bad I know, I know that, like, terrible things can happen, but from a dog's perspective, like, that's got to be a fun life as a dog, right? You're not just sitting around someone's house, like, going in the backyard occasionally. Dude, you're out there running people down, pulling people down. Like, that'd be a pretty, a pretty badass dog life, man. Right? I, yeah, it's probably not the worst. Right? It's probably not the worst, right? Because, like, I mean, how many dogs have to spend all day in the cage, and then they get to go out in the backyard for a little bit, or maybe they get, you know, they get to go on a walk, but these dogs are out there living living that life, dude. Dude, the tooth. I mean, this thing's not little. Of course not. It's a German Shepherd, man. Both Tuco and Ryan Davis both fine. I'll never, I, I've talked about, every time Ryan Davis's name comes up on this program, I talk about this. But we went to that memorial for Jethro. And they showed the home video of when he brought Jethro home for the first time. And his daughter was like waiting in the front yard, like next to the driveway. And she opens the door and the look on her face and that dog just like jumps in her arms. Dude, when they showed that video at that memorial, dude, I know I come off as hardened. Your boy was like sobbing in his seat when I saw the look on that little girl's face. Stan's very super soft, dude. Super soft. Bitch made. We'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. You'll get him next on Rock 106.9. No, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to uh, Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championships. That event is tomorrow night, Chaparral's Event Center. Now, the official weigh-in is this evening at Jay Dublin's in Akron, right across the street from Chapel Hill Mall. Jay Dublin's Poorhouse Phantom will be on site from 6 to 8 tonight for the official weigh-ins for the Honor Fighting Championships. We'll talk to Jeremy. From said organization coming up at nine o'clock this morning. And we got tickets for you too. Yeah, that's right. We will do that. Gonna hook you up with a thousand dollars after we talk to my good buddy Mark Munch Bishop. You can catch him weekdays at three on Fox Sports 1350. Munch Indians officially in action as of last night. They fell to the Mariners. I'm gonna skip ahead to the end of the season. Do you think that this will be a season of redemption? It feels to me like Tribe is unfinished business. Do you believe they will make and win the World Series? Brother, they do go to the World Series. They win the World Series. And I'm going to say this. Chicks wow. take the long ball. If you're a Yankees fan, you got to love John Carlos Stanton. Two home runs to start yesterday. But, bro, you know what? I love a pitcher's duel on occasion. Yeah, I got locked into that sucker last night. And it's funny, Dan, when Kluber threw that pitch in the first inning to Cruz, looked at my son, I go, that'll be the last mistake he makes in this game. It was. Try basket come through. But two one games, two hours and 35 minutes, dang, it was special. Uh, Munch, you know, I'm glad you bring up pitchers' duels because that's one of the things in the offseason. I think that, you know, you saw other teams making moves, and I don't know if I necessarily saw the Indians and their bullpen and their starters get better, but they're pretty damn good. Is that a concern that, that we didn't see much movement, or do you feel comfortable with who we're rolling with? Oh, bro, come on. The starters we have now, think about this. Danny Salazar's an all-star, and they're not going to skip a beat in the stunning rotation. People are wondering about Brian Shaw. Yes, he ate up innings, but you know my thoughts on Shaw. I could not trust him in a must-win or a game or even a game that was close, that you needed to keep close between Otero, Disco Dan, Zemac, Goody, uh, Olsen, who had a 0.00 ERA that won't last that long this year around. 
They'll have the inning eaters. No, bro, they didn't need to make any moves, although i never forget what Mark Shapiro told me about the 95 Braves. Remember they had three Hall of Famers in their rotation? He said that he still would have been nervous about pitching. Wow. I, uh, there are people predicting it's Dodgers over Indians in the World Series, but uh, I'm going to hold out positive and be on your side. I think the Tribe actually goes back and wins it. Bro, Dodgers and Indians would be special, and uh, all I know is this. Tito's there. I can't see Tito and his troops. He's the general. I can't see him be denied, being denied going, you know, a third time. Actually, they didn't go last year, but going deep in the playoffs and winning it this time around. You know, Munch, it feels a little bit strange having so much optimism after a loss, but baseball, dude, it's a long game. It's a long season. Um, as we look at the first, like, opening rounds of baseball, let's say the first 50 games, what should we as Indians fans have our eyes on? Okay, we have to look for Lonnie Chisholm staying healthy. You know, you talk about Kipnis and Bradley. Kipnis will be back with offenses this year. Guys, it breaks my heart to say, I, don't, I, I hope Brantley can play 120 games. I, that's, that's an iffy one for me, and gosh dang it, it breaks my heart. Almost like Grady Sizemore. But the thing is, why is there disdain for this guy? He is a 300 hitter. He does everything. He got hurt. He gets hurt because he plays so hard. But look for the health, okay, especially there. And look for that fifth starter of the Indians. Right now, it's Tomlin. Can he hold his own in that spot? As we're talking to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports, I got to ask you this. Do you think the Browns make a move for Odell Beckham Jr.? Well, I do not. In fact, I don't know if you heard, but now Odell checking out his boys with the L.A. Rams, saying you need some people out there. Let's rock and roll, guys. Uh, give you another threat with Woods from young Jared Goff. I don't believe they're going to. Now the Giants are coming out saying, wait a minute, we want two first-rounders. But let me ask you this. The Browns have a number four. Would a number four be better for the Giants than, say, like a mid-teens and a mid-20s guy? Unless they want quality, but a quantity, and that's something Sashi wanted all these years. I don't see him coming to the Cleveland Browns. Again, and guys, Dan, we've talked about this so many times in Fantone. Quarterback is going to be number one for sure. Just get anything else out of your mind. I think and so number too. four is going to be a hell of a lot of fun, guys. Do you think number four will be Saquon Barkley? You know, it, here's the thing. It could be. I think it could be one of four. How cool is that? And they'll all be right because quarterbacks are going one, two, three. Could be Barkley. Now, if it's Dorsey's mo, it's going to be a defensive player. Hugh Jackson, I hear, is just drooling at night, and I drool at night over Mrs. Munch. You know that. But he's drooling about thinking of having Chubb across from Miles Garrett. Also, Fitzpatrick's in the mix, and. Denzel Ward of Ohio State, the speedy cornerback. Don't discount any of them at four. I like Fitz. I really like Minka Fitzpatrick at four. But if it ends up being Bradley Chubb, I don't hate that pick either. I helping my. What if it's Barkley? I, I dude, I I don't think Barkley's going to transfer into the NFL as well as everybody thinks. I think he'll be good. Really? I think he'll be good. I do think he'll be good, but I don't. I just think we need things that are going to be more important to this team than that running back position. I really do. Well, you know what? It's not a good football team. It's not. It could be a little bit better, but it's not a good team, which means we need people all over the freaking place, boys. Munch, I know you got a busy day ahead of you. We're going to let you get back to it. Catch Munch. Munch on Sports, weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350. You can hear him everywhere also on the free iHeartRadio app. Well, I want to hang out with you guys longer. Come on, bro. <laughs> right, Go. Munch. Let's rock and roll. Get me going. Have a great weekend, buddy. Love you guys. Cam, you're lucky to have these guys on the air. Rock 106.9. 
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championships. That event is tomorrow night. However, tonight is the official weigh-in, and that's going down at Jay Dublin's Poorhouse in Akron. Fantone will be on hand from 6 to 8 for the official weigh-in. We'll talk to Jeremy coming up at 9 o'clock. Also pass out some tickets for that event tomorrow night at Chaparral's Event Center. So we have another creep in Hollywood. Ready? Ready for another one of these creeps? Who can't stop doing weird sexual things this time. Well, and not just this time, many times illegal sexual things. And you'll have to forgive me here. I'm not sure if I know the proper pronunciation of this man's last name, but creator of Ren and Stimpy. Is it John Crickfalusi? I do not know. Preyed on young women as teenagers and had been using their professional aspirations in animation to lay the groundwork for sexual relationships. Ren and Simpy, a massive, huge TV hit. I mean, massive hit. I mean, it was 10 years straight. You could hear everybody you knew saying, Stimpy, you idiot. I mean, it was just like everywhere you go. Stansberry, very familiar with the Ren and Stimpy voice. Oh, Get right into it. Ren and Stimpy was awesome. Yeah, it really was, man. It was great. I can remember that being like something I felt like... Kind of cool watching, but I didn't necessarily have to hide from my parents. I remember thinking, I shouldn't be watching this. Yeah, I knew it was, I knew it was like gross. I knew it was grotesque. I knew it was like, and, 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 I, and like, honestly, I can remember me and my dad watching it laughing together. That and Pinky and the Brain were like two of those cartoons where I was like, yeah, man, I really like these, right? But Robin Bird said that she had contacted this man in 1994. At that point, Fantone, she had only been 13 years old. She sent him a video talking about what her career goals would be. Crick Falusi, then 39, allegedly had responded back to her with a letter and then moved on to buying her art supplies and then visited her home in Arizona. So let's this gets worse. We go it gets much further than this. But we'll stop here. If I am a parent and a 40-year-old dude from Hollywood is buying my 13-year-old kid something, yes, there may be a moment of, oh, this is what she wants to do for a living, and now like a, this guy may want to mentor her. Yes, that may be part of my thought process. But the next part is what I'm telling my wife is, there's no such thing as a 40-year-old dude who is buying things for a 13-year-old that he's not related to, that's not trying to be creepy. Um, now, at the end of the day, I think this is a real problem for a lot of different avenues here where it's like you as an adult, if you want to do something good for like the world, like working with kids, not a terrible thing to do, but there's automatically that level of suspicion that comes along with it. I like, got suspended from a radio show once from this company for suggesting that people who work to entertain children who don't have children, that that's why they're doing it because they want to bang kids. I mean, but like, is it, 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 that's not the case every time, right? I mean. Well, how do we know? So every kindergarten teacher that doesn't have kids wants to bang kids. I, I do, Again, I said to entertain them. That I worry, that I worry about guys who do shows like this. That, dude, if you don't have kids, that I worry about what happens. I do. I think you can be, I think it's, uh, I mean, dude, here it is. I mean, dude, there, I think that there is potential for you to be a huge weirdo creep. Yes, I do. I think there's huge potential for it. So you think, like, 
so like if you're I don't know whatever like the kids show is nowadays I, like you know Captain Kangaroo or whatever yeah okay well, the captain okay. was a creep okay right didn't I mean the captain was a pedophile right didn't we find that out about Captain I, Kangaroo I do not know I'm pretty sure he was a I'm pretty sure he was a creep I could be wrong on that but I'm pretty sure he did do something wrong. This woman then, Robin Bird, then when she was 16, claims that she had flown to Los Angeles and then he had groped her in his apartment. He flew her to Los I'm sorry. He flew her to Los Angeles. They're in his home at 16, which again, where the hell are your parents? Why are your parents sending a 16-year-old to go hang out with a 40-year-old in his apartment? Your parents fell down on their job. When she was 17, she had moved in with him, and then she started working at Spumco, which must be his production company. Yeah. An art director at Warner Brothers, Tony Mora, previously interned at Spumco, told BuzzFeed that he once saw a drawing that Crick Falusi had made of this naked girl, of the girl in question, and he had a dog ejaculating on her. Which, again... That's what Stimpy is, right? Stimpy's the Stimpy's the cat runs the dog. Runs the dog. Okay, one of them's a dog. So like, he's obviously got a thing with dogs. This guy Tony Mora also claims that Crick Falusi would routinely show off a stack of Polaroids that were taken during sex with Robin Bird. Bird. Why are you not telling somebody about that? I'm sorry, dude, but if somebody walks up to me in the hallway today and shows me Polaroids of them banging an underage kid. Jesus, dude, come on. Come I'm on. telling somebody. Uh, I'm telling people are gonna be like, well, he was an intern at spell. I don't care. I don't care. At some point, you are going to be held accountable for not telling somebody. It's the same argument as whatever that dude's name was in the Penn State scandal that saw Jerry Sandusky banging a kid in the in the shower and is like, "Well, I'm only an assistant coach." And it's like, "Dude, you're a, you're a person. You're a human." If like, you knew and stayed quiet. You're complicit. Yeah, I can't. I can't come up with the theory of like, well, for my job or whatever, dude. You're this complicit. is that. That's one thing to look away from your boss that's doing like you stealing just, or doing well, drugs. But like, dude, this is this is victimizing a child. You just said to me that if well, I was afraid of my job. What you just said to me is you were more worried about your advancement in your career than you were the safety of a child. And at the end of the day, then you deserve nothing. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if, if if this was if this was well, we're cooking the books. I understand how you get intimidated to not doing that. It's victimizing a kid, man. Yeah, it's a completely different thing. Yes, I would make I, the, the amount of things that I will look the other way on that are necessarily wrong business practice wise at at a place of employment would be a lot. But if you're banging kids and you go so far as to show it to me, I'm done. Like that's where I'm out. Robin Bird says he is an abuser in the way that he will pull you into a relationship with him and then tell you who to be and what he wants from you. Everybody needs to know about it. I feel like your parents needed to know about this. So then now his attorney is brushing it off as a side effect of mental illness. Get ready for these kind of get ready for these kind of excuses now. This is what's going to happen now. The lawyer says the 1990s were a time of mental and emotional fragility for Mr. Crickfalusi especially after losing Ren and Stimpy, his most prized creation. For a brief time, 25 years ago, he had a 16-year-old girlfriend. Bro, that's not okay. Over the years, John struggled with what were eventually diagnosed as mental illnesses in 2008. To that point, for nearly three decades, he had relied primarily on alcohol to self-medicate. Since that time, he has worked 
to feverishly on. Uh, I'm sorry, he has worked feverishly on his mental health issues and has been successful in stabilizing his life over the last decade. This achievement has allowed John the opportunity to grow and mature in ways he never had a chance before. Now, another woman, though, Katie Rice, told BuzzFeed that Crick Felucci sent her flirty letters and then masturbated while the two were on the phone together when she was still a minor. He had said this to her, I'm thinking about you very hard right now, and I have a little tickle in my chest. Jeez. He wrote that in an email just before she had turned 15. He had also then attended her 15th birthday party. Again, why are your parents not freaking out over the fact that a 40-year-old, I'm not going to call him famous, because nobody, I mean, it's not like people knew who John Crick Felucci right. was, right? You'd have to tell them that he was the creator of Ren and Sippy, then you're famous. But why are you not concerned about a 40-year-old man from Hollywood at your daughter's 15th like birthday party? Stranger feels even weirder to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was, I mean, I'm not saying, like, if, if Justin Timberlake showed up at your 14-year-old's birthday party, it would still make me raise an eye, but, like... At least you could be like, well, maybe he's doing something for his fans and doing this and that. I mean, this is just some random ass dude, essentially, at your, at this at this girl's party. So this Katie Rice girl then worked for him in the year 2000 when she turned 18 and com- and uh, and claims that he had continued to sexually harass her, which I would believe. His attorney denied the sexual harassment. The artist then told BuzzFeed that she left him after finding child porn on his computer, including the photo of a naked 10-year-old girl. Rice reported him to the LAPD in 2017, but no no warrant had ever been issued. She says, I did become a better artist by working for him, but I'm not grateful for it. I wish I hadn't. No, of course I not. wish I were a worse artist now and didn't have all of this BS to deal with. Yeah. Dude, there is so much of this happening in Hollywood right now. There is so much of this happening. Like, dude, Elijah Wood's been on this for 15 years. And let's be honest, so was Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman's been on this 20 years. And when he came out the first time 20 years ago, what'd we say? Shut up, has been. Well, what about the Goonies? Shut up, has been. But now, sure enough, it turns out, no, dude, this business is riddled with these creeps. Do you feel like, I mean, like, all right, let's say there's 100, you know, Hollywood executives do you really feel like the number of, of of creeps is that much higher than general public of 100 just random ass dudes? Yes. You do? Like double yes. the rate? I mean... I don't know if I can say double. I don't know. I don't... But do I think it's more? Do I think it's heightened? Absolutely, I do. Much like how I think, much like how... It's very similar in how these celebrities, how their political opinions get inflated. It's because they only hang out with one another. And it's because they don't ever enter into the real world. As a matter of fact, when they ever do, what do they do? They're surrounded by people who block us away from them. So once you're in that bubble, this weird behavior starts to look normal. That's fair. That I mean, at least, you know, and once you, you get find sur- out, oh my God, you're into this too? Once you get surrounded by yes people, that's obviously going to enable you to do things that For normal sure people will. wouldn't necessarily yes. do. I, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a believer in that any group of people is going to have monsters in it of a big yes. enough size there. For sure. So I, I, I just wonder if like... I think money and power helps drive it. And I guess power over kids in that area too, because like... And the, the allure of fame, where it's like, yeah, teachers have power over kids. And don't get me wrong, there's plenty of pedophile creep teachers out there. Um, but when you have that allure of fame and fortune, you can you can distract that parent. You can distract that family member. It becomes a lot easier to prey on people. So, okay. I see that. Yeah, I just think there's there's power in it. And there's money in it. And it's a small bubble. 
And I, I just think when you're in a bubble like that, that's why all these that's why all these actors think their political opinions matter. Is because they're just surrounded by people who tell them that they do. And that's why they never shut the hell up about it. Is because nobody's out there telling them, dude, we don't care about this. You know what I mean? And so I think it's very much the same thing. And yeah, dude, when you got a casting couch, I mean, that's just it. Like, that's the other thing that with America right now that's pissing me off wildly. Is that... You guys, dude, most of America is pretending that we're shocked about women sleeping with executive producers to get roles. And that we're shocked that executive producers, directors, and all these people were using sex to then cast people. The casting couch was part of our dialogue in, in forever. So would you were you just saying it and thinking, oh, that doesn't really happen. That's why it's okay to say it. Uh, uh, uh. Or now that you have like actual emails of what went down, where it's like, nah, well, that's not okay. For this dude, can I make the argument of the fantasy of like schoolgirl has been around forever, and then uh, people are now shocked that it's it's happened. You're not surprised by casting couch because obviously that's always been a thing. I mean, that concept of like younger women or younger girls being hot. Yeah, I mean, that's weird. Forever. That's weird. You know, I mean, Lolita has been around, you know, that's a, a, it's a, strange. a told tale. It's strange. Now, I always thought that the schoolgirl thing was a fantasy for people because, again, you were coming into your sexual own during those years, and that's when you started to notice women. I didn't realize that all of a sudden it was, no, I need a girl to be 15 for me to be. I didn't realize that. So I don't think every guy that has his like 40-year-old wife dress up like a schoolgirl is a pedophile. I don't think that's true. But and so that's why the thing. But this this shock of America now, like oh my god, these guys are using their positions to sleep with these young actresses. You were saying casting couch forever. You knew this was happening. But now Chelsea Handler is telling you how awful it is, and you pretend to be outraged. This is what I'm always saying. This is what it bothers me about society is that you don't care about any of this until you are told to care about it you as a matter of fact joke about it until you're told to care about it then it's like oh those jokes aren't all right don't say that anymore don't tweet this don't say that that's who we really are you don't really care you don't i'll tell you another thing that is i'm looking at photos of ren and simpy that i find shocking imagine running a cartoon on nickelodeon today where the main character smokes cigarettes imagine doing that Dude, times have definitely changed in the creative forces. They have definitely changed. I'm not saying for the worse. They've just changed. But if I'm a parent and some 40-year-old dude from Hollywood is coming to my daughter's 15th birthday party, I know something's wrong there. These girls' parents were abysmal, and they should be locked up too. You just handed your daughters over to this creep. You didn't think for a moment maybe this dude wants to bang my kid? Not for a moment that didn't cross your mind? I guess maybe my eyes are open to this stuff because I had an adult sexually assault me when I was a child, so I'm aware at all times the danger of people, and I'm aware of all times that most people are out to hurt you and not help you, that maybe I'm aware of it. Maybe a little too ultra aware of it. Fair. But if you're a parent and you don't think it's weird for a 40-year-old dude to hang out with your kid, there's something wrong with you. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106 Knock 106 9. 
Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Pass out another $1,000 at 810. Apparently, Cleveland and Canton both then made their pitch to the NFL yesterday to host the league's 2019-2020 draft. Representatives of the NFL toured Northeast Ohio. The day started off right here in Canton at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, where plans are already underway, obviously, for the Johnson Controls Hall of Fame Village to include a motel site along with other football-related destinations. The Hall of Fame invited dozens of supporters and football fans to Tom Benson Stadium for a surprise welcome for the delegation. Those in the crowd chanted, Welcome home. Hall of Fame President David Baker spoke briefly to the crowd, acknowledging that the region, including Cleveland and Canton, is in competition with other cities like Las Vegas, Nashville, and Kansas City for the draft. Baker said none of those other cities have the unique advantage of offering a host site that already has a destination for fans of every NFL team. He went on to say, we guard the history of the game right here. Adding uh, that the 2019-2020 season will also be a historic one for the league and then make Canton the perfect fit for the draft. When we have this draft, it will be the beginning of the 2019, which will be the 100th season for the NFL, explained David Baker. Now, this is what I worry will happen. I believe we are going to get this. I worry it will be predominantly done at First Energy Stadium, and the sixth-round pick, somebody will limp out there to the video screen and read you who the pick is in the sixth round, and that we will be treated as the little brother I worry about that. I, I understand your concern there. I just don't understand why the NFL would do it. You know what I'm saying? If you're just gonna if you're gonna second fiddle Canton, why why not just go to Chicago? Well, if it's me, if you're gonna second fiddle us, just go to Vegas. Where 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 everything's a show. Right. Go I mean, to, what, Ve- yeah, go to Vegas. Vegas, like, New York, Chicago. I mean what are you doing? Just if Vegas is one of the final cities, if it's not gonna be here, then go to Vegas. Like this is the advantage that Canton has over Cleveland, undeniably, is that like nobody big picture is like all oh, Brown Stadium. That's really where like football is meant to you know not at all. So I feel like that's if anything, I feel like Cleveland will be the one that gets second fiddled there. And that's what we care about. The, what is I, I'm just I worry that the, that what they'll do is what they'll go but this is what they're gonna say in my opinion what's the bigger city Cleveland where's the actual franchise at Cleveland where do most people who are going to be going to this if or what's more likely to happen you know what that's not a great argument but where the bigger of the two cities is Cleveland and where the NFL franchise is is Cleveland and so I worry now I could be wrong I don't know this. I just worry that that would lead then Goodell and the rest of the committee to go, dude, let's just do most of it up here. We'll get a couple of Marines from the Cleveland area to do the picks. We'll do, you know, how they always do that kind of stuff. Let's just do that. And then, yeah, dude, we obviously got the Hall of Fame down there. Just do it in the sixth round. Put a video board up there. Have somebody go out there and read a couple of picks off. That's what I worry will happen. Now, what I would write, I would like to see it flip-flopped and have it be the opposite way, obviously. Now, that is for self-serving purposes. I am a Canton resident. I am a Canton media personality, radio personality, so of course I want the bigger of the parts of the event to be here in the town in which I serve. That's of course what I would want, but I just, now I'm a little bit of a negative person, so maybe I'm completely wrong, 
but I worry that that's the way this is going to go down. Or they're just going to go, do go to Kansas City, one of the original franchises anyway. I feel like that's the more likely of the scenarios, honestly. I, I feel like if you're going to put it in Cleveland, at that point it's going to be, why, why are we doing this? What are we doing here? Kansas City, yeah, you got an argument. L.A., you know, Vegas, like you've got arguments. I, I feel like Cleveland's, you know, at that point we're just they're just not going to do it here. I worry they're going to go, there's more, more hotel space in Cleveland. Just do it there. Just do it there. That's what I worry about. But I could be wrong on that. I hope I'm wrong on that. But it was good to see that NFL representatives were here in the area looking into it, taking it seriously. Like, okay, let's go look at all these sites, figure out where we're going to be. And it's been a while since I've been in Kansas City. But, dude, again, that's a big city. Dude. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Vegas, obviously, massive city. Dude. Lots of hotel space, plenty of ballrooms to do all kinds of shows, concerts, all kind of stuff that you want to do if you want to make this a huge event. Vegas is the natural choice. But if you're going to do it here, I just worry that's what they're going to do. Bigger city, that's where the franchise is. Do it there. You got the stadium. You can do a draft party outside of it. It'll look good. It, it's like, I, I, that's what I worry about. Is that I worried we're going to get little brothered in this. I hope that does not happen. I think it would be a mistake, ultimately. Because David Baker's right. This is where the history of this league is. And I feel like the imaging sells itself. Start your career, end it in Canton, Ohio. I feel like, dude, that's built in. It's such a, it's such a smart advertising campaign for the whole thing. And obviously, it would be great for the economics of this city. And of course, that's by the main reason I would like to see this happen. Is that anything that brings more money into Canton, Ohio, I'm always going to be like, yeah, let's do that. I'm going to be a big fan of that. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. You're shot at $1,000, and we'll give you some male grooming tips. How to take care of all that body hair you got. That's next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. It has been a frantic morning. I have uh, I've had password <laughs> issues, and I actually I had to run down to my boss's office and be like, bro, help me get back in here. And like he was helping me, and I took my pad down there, which is what I write down like the, the rundown of the program on, so I'm flying this without that right now. And Stansbury has been very much a roller coaster this morning. It has gone up and down and up and down and up and down. I think There's you, been a lot of it. I think you thought I was in a bad mood when I got here, right? Well, not so much you were in a bad mood, but you had things going on. I like, had stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was in a pretty good mood. I just, was, I just was like, ah, I gotta get this done. I'm decent at telling, is it like, dude, is this a bad mood or is this a circumstance thing? And like, it was just, it, it, all day, it's just been like from one extreme right down to the other, <laughs> just up and down. It's a roller coaster of emotions, it man. Is. It is. That should be the imaging piece for the show. A roller coaster of emotions. Apparently, there are a bunch of grooming mistakes that men are making. Okay. Okay. All and right. uh, men's health is going to help us get through it and tell us how to correct some of it. And I, 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 I don't, I'm not like a, what do I want to say here? I'm not like a super manscaper, um, but I assume that I'm a lot better than most here. So I can't wait to hear what dudes are doing in gross ways here. The burning nipples is one of these. They say a bartender in Montreal thought he had found a shortcut to get rid of his chest hair. He said, I used to trim it for summer, but I wanted it completely gone. And I didn't want to have to deal with shaving it again and again all season. His fix was Nair. The hair removal cream contains active ingredients like lime and lye. Oh, that's what that stuff uses to break down hair. Um, 
should be pointed out, and they do, that lie is also what assassins use to dissolve corpses. The package directions warn you to do a patch test first and not let the substance sit on the skin for longer than necessary. But this guy jumped right in and his nipples suffered. Says, my chest hair came off, but my nipples burned. And the complication is you have to wipe the nair off, so I was pretty convinced my nipples were were being scraped off my body. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do women deal with this with their legs all the time? Yeah, but I, I think if you don't put it in, number one, sensitive areas or don't leave it on for too long, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? If you follow the instructions, you're going to be all right. It's uh, like... I mean, I've dated women who complained about the stuff that that stuff burns their legs. So I don't know. I think maybe, you you know, some people may be more sensitive to it than others. Sure. But I, I have dated women who have complained. I, about I think it. much like much like like hair bleach, like if you leave it on for too long, it's going to burn your scalp. Yes. You know what I mean? Apparently, guys are trimming their pubic hair that's leaving you with what doctors are calling worm in the nest. What is that? They say this is the most widespread mistake men make while grooming, according to a New York City dermatologist who says he sees at least one patient a week. It's many times many more. But men have heard that trimming the hair around the base of their penis makes it look longer. He said, but this advice leads to something that I call worm in the nest. Here's what it looks like. You stretch your penis out. You trim all the way around the base but you don't trim the rest of your pubes. Which, that's weird. Then I guess your penis retracts back into its normal place. It's like a worm in a nest, he says. Naked mole rat in a tunnel is another one, he calls it. He says, but you need to think about this. Most manscaping takes place when you're headed out the door to do something intimate. Your flaccid penis in a hollowed-out bush of pubic hair isn't your best look. I would agree with that. If you're going to trim some of it, then why aren't we just trimming it down to an even level? Yeah, and I mean, like, even if you're going to do a fade where it's, like, a little longer up top, and as we go down, it gets a little shorter, but, like, if you're, that, that's bizarre. You're not going to touch the rest of it, but the, but the base is, like, you're, you're going to shave with a bick? Like, that, that's, that's strange. That seems very, very strange. I, uh, I don't get that at all. And it, at that point, it, it is. It's about your penis looking larger, not you being more well-groomed for your partner, because that's what I always view Manson as it's kind of like a common courtesy of like all right i expect you to do something here therefore i should probably return that favor but if you're doing that all you're doing that for is for the visual look of hey my penis is a little bit larger i'm not a comp- i don't completely shave all the way down like i i feel like that's totally that's a little weird like if you look prepubescent that's strange to me yeah not my look but i i, I keep a uh all right as a golfer I'd rather be on the green than in the rough. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Just keep it nice and tight there. Now, we do have the right way to snip said hair all over your body. So let's start with the pubic hair. They say bushy, bad. Okay? And bare, like I was just saying, not manly. So what they claim to do here, Fantone, is to take scissors and to trim your pubic hair about a quarter inch. Okay. This is Ben Brown of Bliss Spa. Then run a clipper with a short guard up and down your inner thigh and lightly over your scrotum to tighten to tidy things up. Hold the skin taut to prevent any grabbing, catching, or nicking. Yeah, that would be a problem. Uh, they actually give you the best tool for the job, which they claims uh, they claim is the Philips Norelco Body Group seventy one hundred at seventy bucks. Uh, you get one of those. Now, I 
carefully now as we enter into this conversation. I got to tell you, dude, the Clipper, even with the guard, freaks me out over, over the bag. It freaks me out. I am more a, when dealing with the coin purse, it's, uh, it's more actual shaving cream. And a real razor. Jeez, I'm, I'm a little soft. I'm a little I'm, gentle. I'm, do, I'm doing scissors everywhere. Like I'm not. I'm going scissor cut over the entire thing. Like, really? Yeah. I, I have. I have feel like I feel like I have better control with scissors as opposed to a, a shaver. And I feel like putting a razor into the equation is a bad idea. And I don't go. I don't go bald on anything. So I. Uh, well, the bag itself. I'm like, yeah. Let's let's clean that completely up. Um, but I have I have like a face trimmer. And then I have a ball trimmer. Like the I don't use same device. Well, I hope not. For your oh, dude, I'm telling you right now, guys in their car just went. Oh Jeez. God, really? I should have two of those. Guys, 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 come on! That's not even like that's not even like society telling you like oh well I have to like no that's you not wanting your pubes on your face, dude. What are we talking? What are we talking about? Come on, guys. If that's really the case, man. If you are like yep, shaving up here and shaving down there with the same thing. Come on. They say here back hair. Waxing keeps your you hairless for as long as six weeks. I don't have any back hair at all, so I don't have this problem. Versus six days for shaving. They say, but just go see a professional. They're going to trim the hair with scissors before applying a wax and using strips to rip it out from its roots. That's going to hurt a lot, I would imagine. Um, so that's how you do that. And they say if you have ass hair while getting your back done, just ask for a butt job, too. It's not going to cost you much more, and it saves you from trying to trim your ass hairs yourself. Ugh. Dude, what a job. What do you do for a living? I trim people's ass hairs. Ugh. Ugh. I, under- I think my job's bad sometimes. Better than that. I mean, I, I, I understand, I guess, back hair in some situations where it's like out of control. Um, I just don't know if I've ever felt the necessity of like, man, I really got to tighten up what's going on with my butt. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't really have the back hair problem. Like, I'll play golf with buddies no, sometimes, and I'll watch back hair grow out of like the collar of their shirt. And it's like, geez, okay. Dude. All right. And I guess that's the thing, too, is obviously every guy's going to kind of have his, his own set of like, you know, body hair issues to deal with here. Um, but that's one of those things that honestly, professional does make sense. I've seen dudes who are like, oh, you could just put like a razor on a back scratcher and start shaving your own back. Nuts. And that's the most idiotic. Idea I've ever heard of. They say for eyebrows, a unibrow will not win friends or influence your dates. To take care of them, use tweezers, grab each hair as close to the root as you can, then yank them out assertively. Um, I don't really have this problem either. As a matter of fact, dude, I, I, I used to date like a uh, like a couple of girls who went through like a program. They're like, dude, you have great eyebrows. So like, I've never really had to worry about it. I will get a little unibrowy, but it's not usually something. I, I mean, like something I deal with probably once every three months. I just do a quick like, Oop, there it is. Now I would have never thought about this one, but they say armpit hair can can be a friendly forest for odor causing bacteria. We know that. So they say keep your armpit hair as short as humanly possible. They say men should trim their armpit hair every few weeks with a scissors or trimmer. If you want it gone, use a razor in the shower just like your wife does. I'm good on armpit hair. I've never once thought ever... Like I should shave my armpit hair. Yeah, now I buy. Do I buy the fact that like that essentially is kind of turning into a little bacteria trap there? Yeah, sure. I mean I I get that, but like I mean deodorant exists, so like right. and washing exists, so now nah, I'm I'm good on that. Yeah, I never thought about that. Now I will I will admit that the reason why I would imagine that I don't think about doing it or have never considered doing it is because it does feel like a feminine thing to do. That it feels feminine, like that's what women do. Now I know in 2018, what? There's a difference. What? They should be different. But, like, yeah, they should be different. And I've never thought about that. I've never, like, I'm not a hairy person, though. I'm not. I guess because it's like, 
you know, when it comes to your penis, I understand that because that's essentially being shared with your partner or a partner, whoever whoever it is that you're trying but to. But you don't have your but, armpits licked? But what are you doing with your armpits? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is the purpose of, what, what, you know, what would, would, would make me want to do that? Again, I feel like if armpit hair is coming out from the sides of your arms, if your arms are at your side, then trim it up. Right. But if you can't see it unless you do somebody yeah. do, do a high five, then the what are we worried about? Then what do I care what my armpit hair looks like? Dude, the, the worm in the nest. I didn't like that. Dude, if you're going to trim your pubes, trim them all the way down. What are you thinking? We'll get you guys hooked up with more Sansbury Show after this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. ROCK 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on ROCK 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Rod uh, tweeting us, Sansbury, dude, I nearly drove off the road as you're talking about manscaping your butt. Had a female listener uh, write in and say, dude, like I almost threw up in my mouth when you asked Fantone if he's ever had his armpits licked. And some of you may have missed that line. I apologize for that. There's information about one of your favorite TV shows, and I wonder, are all of these super liberal convictions that you pretend to have going to hold true on Wednesday nights during your favorite show? I doubt it. I doubt it. You're not going to be able to walk away from this one. You won't be able to. Turns out that the creators, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, behind South Park, are Republicans. Now, they say they're a little closer to the libertarian variety of Republicans. However, accepting a Freedom Award... From Norman Lear's organization, the two creators of South Park allegedly came out of the Republican closet telling conservative radio host Larry Elder, who's a good follow on Twitter, by the way, that he had actually looked through their voting history and it turns out they're conservative. We're Republicans, said the pair. No, seriously, we really are. Now, what some South Park fans are already saying is they're trolling you and I don't buy it. I think what you're seeing here is Trey Parker and Matt Stone at near the end of the run of what their show is going to be. They have all the success in the world. They have all the money in the world who can now come out and say, you know what? This is who we really are. We can withstand your boycotts. We can withstand all this stuff. I think this is them now finally admitting who they are. This all came out in when World America Team Police came out. So that's why a little bit of this is like, this isn't news. I mean, to me. Well, you know. I don't think most people who watch South Park know that. I don't think most people know that. And this is interesting now to me. Because you got Roseanne, huge numbers. Huge. The biggest thing in TV in months. Huge numbers. You got Fox Now and WGN both in a battle to try to bring back Last Man Standing now. And now this news on Trey Parker and Matt Stone back in the news. So what are we going to see here? Are we going to start to see more of these people come out of the closet in Hollywood of, 
Yeah, dude, I'm not really a liberal, but I got kind of bullied into it so I could get gigs. Now, they've... Yes. They've, by the way, yes. They've made a show very critical of the current president. I mean, an entire season of theirs was dedicated as there a are, criticism of the president. There are plenty of people that are conservative and Republican who don't like the president, Matt. That has nothing to do with anything. That has nothing to do with it. There are plenty of conservative people who don't feel like he's the right conservative president. So if they, as a matter of fact, dude, aren't don't most people say he's not a Republican? So if, Isn't Rand Paul out there just today, as a matter of fact, saying that this, that that the budget that was written could have been written by Obama? So if they continue, if if they continue to continue to make the show that they've always made, and it's 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 that's still, my point. It's still catering to that audience. It's, they know there's an audience out there, which, by the way, they don't cater to the liberal side either. That they they're, they're the one show that I have to give a little credit to that they call both sides crazy. As a matter of fact, what they say about Hillary Clinton, what I, which one was she? Was she the S sandwich or the other one? Basically telling you that both these people are complete and utter turds. That's why I actually still respect these two is because they're not so far in the entertainment liberal capital world where they're just like, no, our side's right. Our side is good and pure. They're not like that. Matt Stone, um, in an interview, summed up his view of politics of, I hate conservatives and I really hate liberals. Yeah, that's more the libertarian view, which is exactly what I had said. That's exactly, I mean, dude, that was the quote so, I read. But, so that I, is the libertarian view. But if they're playing things from the middle, like... But they are conservative. They have voted conservative. That is a dip, dude, that is an eye-opening thing for people who go to them for entertainment, feeling as if that they are on their side. So, you do view them as conservatives or not? If you vote conservatively, you are a conservative! How could that not be the rule of thumb? Right? But didn't you just say they were libertarians? So they have a more libertarian view, but if you vote conservatively, what does that mean then, essentially? That you are looking for a conservative side of things to run the country. There's no arguing that. Why'd you, why'd you vote for the liberal side? Because you like the way liberally that, that they will govern the country. But why are you splitting hairs on because, this, dude? Because, when because he, you're, you don't like it. I, I, Much like bro, everybody else online, you're not going to like what, this info. What, I, I, I've known this info, dude. I mean, like, I just said to you that I knew this info already, and I've, I've called well, South why, Park the dude, greatest show of all time. Then why are, what, what, but then why, when, when discussing it, do you then have to try to find a way to explain it away, even though it's not true? Because I'm trying to bring up a quote from him that says, I hate conservatives, but I really hate liberals. That's, the only, that's what I'm... Which, I'm, again, is the libertarian view of being a conservative, which was quoted... In the goddamn story, I had said it. This is going to lead to more and more people coming out of the closet, and they need to do it. Because when people shut their mouths, and they don't check the lunacy that's coming out of the left right now, which is why I've been doing it so goddamn much lately, because somebody needs to, that we get dragged to this place where hormone blockers for three-year-olds is okay. Which it's not okay. And what I think you're dealing with here is two guys who are now successful enough to where they don't care about what the fallout will be. They don't care. Do you think the show changes in the future? No. I think they're always going to do the show that they did. They will always do the show they were going to do. And I have given them credit for holding both sets of feet to the goddamn fire, which is why I wanted to, to discuss this, because that's what doesn't happen in Hollywood anymore. That's what Jimmy Kimmel will never do anymore. 
That's what all these late night. That's what Seth Meyers, all these all these schmucks who are out there just yucking it up over this stuff that ultimately, at the end of the day, they probably don't know a ton about. That's why Jimmy Kimmel's in his basement running from Ben Shapiro right now and won't debate him publicly because Jimmy doesn't know a goddamn thing, and Ben is going to ruin his ass in the in the debate, and they know it. It's the same reason why that kid from Parkland won't. Deb- why why I, it's not. David Hogue. It's the other kid that nobody really talks about anymore because he won't debate. Is it Kyle Kashoff? He won't debate him. Ran afraid of it. Because when faced with facts, they don't have it. What they have is emotion. And we have emotion and forwards and fists up. But when faced with the facts of the reality, they get smoked. Which is why Ben Shapiro went on Piers Morgan show and smoked his ass over gun control. Because Piers didn't know what he was talking about. They get sucked up into the emotion of it all. And what I like about South Park is that they hold both sides accountable. And I view myself as a part of that. And I see myself in South Park. Because it's all lunacy. What these guys, what what Matt Stone's quote basically is, is what I'm always telling you, is that pretending that one group of people is more nice or likes you any more than the other is lunacy. That was what his statement was about. But I think you're going to see more of this start to come out in more weeks, and I think it's good, and I think it will balance Hollywood, and we'll probably get better entertainment out of it. But I know people in my life who view these two guys as like the liberal icons. And surprise, no they aren't. And I think this is important because, dude, more directors, more actors, more actresses, more producers feel this way and are afraid to tell you over the fact that you won't go see a movie. We're one of the biggest shows in the history of television, fronted by two guys who have traditionally voted conservatively. Now, again, just to remind everybody, I voted for Hillary Clinton. I voted for Barack Obama twice. But it doesn't mean Hillary Clinton's not a lunatic idiot, because she is. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9 this evening. Jay Dublin's Poorhouse, Akron, right across the street from Chapel Hill Mall. Fantone will be on hand from 6 to 8. For the official weigh-in for the Honor Fighting Championships, which are tomorrow night, Chaparral's Event Center in Akron, uh, we'll actually be talking to Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championships. We'll do that at 9 o'clock. He's in the building. We will get him in here around 9 a.m. And we'll also pass out $8,000 while we're talking to him. We're all a little phone crazy. We're all a little digital crazy. We already talked earlier this morning about how digital things are now bullying us into tipping in situations where maybe we shouldn't. We all have got to find a way to be less attached to these phones. Um, You're seeing comedians now when you go see them. They put your phone in a bag. The bag locks. It does not release unless you leave the venue. So if you need to call the babysitter, you just walk out. The bag will unlock. And then you can do it. But the phone has to go back in before you can go back in. Now, part of that's happening, A, because comics don't want to be filmed on stage and they don't want jokes taken out of context and then being t- having their careers hunted by people saying, these advertisers follow this guy, go take them down. They don't want this kind of stuff. And comedy's funnier the first time you see it. 
first time you hear it. So they don't want things circulating before the Netflix special comes out. And if if you're in, if you're on stage somewhere, and it's distracting. especially in like a comedy club, you know, if you're if you're in the middle of the if queue, you two, dude, it's happening, right? But and I mean, there's even been plenty of bands that have pushed against it. But I in, love a, it. in a comedy club in particular, that's going to be very distracting, not only for you as the performer, but for the rest of the audience too. So I understand that. When a Perfect Circle did it, it was the best show I had ever seen that year. That that's. Let's stop with the hyperbole. It was the best show I saw that year. No phones, and it was awesome. The Agora's done it a few times for some artists that have asked for it, and I've worked those shows, and it always makes the show better. Always, 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 always makes the show better. Now, there's a, this doesn't have anything to do with performance, but this does have to do with the fact that we're too addicted to our phones, and it's making us do things that we should not do without even realizing it's wrong. Because we're just so used to having it out. We're just so used to, oh my God, this is happening. Get the phone out. We're so used to it that what's happening now is we no longer stop, take two minutes and go, I probably shouldn't do this. And this now from a fast food restaurant in Virginia where a guy happened to be in a stall on the toilet dumping out. We've all been there. Okay. A boy, young boy happened to be in the stall next to him. This young boy crawls underneath the stall door. First sticks his head underneath it to see if anybody's in there. Then crawls underneath it and asks this gentleman for help with washing his hands. Now, I know this has happened because this man can be seen sitting on the toilet, pants around his ankles, And he's filming this kid. You show me another example of grown man, pants down around the ankles, child in front of you, pictures being taken where you're not hauled off to jail. Yes. Yes. I mean, obviously the context a little bit different here. I mean, this, this, this was just by chance, but no, you don't want to put yourself in that situation. I would have tweeted out what had happened after I had left the restroom. You won't believe what just happened to me in a bathroom. Dot, dot, dot. Follow another tweet. But to videotape somebody else's child in a bathroom when you don't have your pants on? Isn't this kind of proving his case, though? If, like, worst case scenario, somebody were to walk in at that moment and there's him and some strange dude's kid, isn't at that point he's like, no, 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 this is what happened here. In this particular case... Because we have all of the video, we've seen from the from the moment the the situation starts to where it ends. Yes, ultimately in this particular scenario, that this video may help him. But be filming somebody's kid in a bathroom and have them walk in to find out where their kid is. I don't think you should be able to film anyone in a bathroom. I don't think that like I think that should be uh, essentially against the law. Dude, there, where it's like if you're taking a selfie in a public bathroom, I you like it. You don't know what's, what's going behind, on behind you. you. I like this. Yeah, I don't. I, I think that should totally be illegal. No, Fantone's nailing this, and and I'll take it a step further. We now need signs in public bathrooms. We already have the one, right? Employees must wash their hands. We have that, right? No, does anybody do it? Who knows, right? But another plaque in the bathroom that says no pictures are to be taken in our bathroom i like it i like it because if we get to the point where we're okay with just a stranger holding a cell phone in a bathroom taking a selfie in the mirror then what's the difference if the business puts a camera in the bathroom 
Right. I mean, What's the difference? What, is, is, what is the difference? And I mean, there is if you're sitting there taking a picture and directly behind you is those stalls, and I know it's like, oh, dude, it's like a quarter of an inch opening right there, but all of a sudden you're caught in a compromising situation. Like, okay. uh, I have looked in many public restrooms walking past the stalls in that crack to see if I can make out a human being in there when I know somebody's in there, just because I've always been curious while sitting in there, do they know it's me? Do they know it's me? And you can totally make somebody out. And if I, I, I don't know if you could get a cell phone camera in that crack and take a, we may be getting carried away there. But this, I'm just telling you, you have your pants down, genitals exposed, kid crawls. Dude, this is what, this is essentially my point to talk about this. While I was growing up in America, your initial reaction when a kid came underneath the stall would have been to cover your genitals, to cover yourself up. As to not be exposed to a small child. I think I would just be like, what are, what's going on? I'd be so surprised, I think. I don't even know if, I, if, if that would go through my head of like, oh, I better be decent. Oh, it I, would I definitely like, go in mind. Like, dude, this, this is a kid. This is a child. My penis is, is exposed. I need to stop this from being the reality as soon as humanly possible. But today, your first thought is, America's Funniest Home Videos. Let's Instagram, bitch. Let's do it. That's dude, if your penis is out, no photography with kids. Can we all sign off on that? Let's get that on a bumper sticker. If your penis is out, no pictures with kids. Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, both gonna be playing to Blossom. That's July 17th, and you're gonna be there too, because we're sending caller number 25 right now at 1 800 243 7625 And then we'll talk to Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championships next on Rock 1069. Toby Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 1069. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're also online at WRQK.com. And we're going to pass out $1,000 here momentarily. Before we get to that, got to talk to our good buddy, friend of the program. Jeremy's in the house from Honor Fighting Championships. You can follow them on Twitter at Honor Fighting. And Fantone will actually be hosting your official weigh-in for the event which is the the actual event, the actual Honor Fighting Championships are tomorrow night, but the weigh-in is tonight, Jay Dublin's Poorhouse in Akron. From 6 to 8, Fantone will be there, and again, that's uh, across the street from Chapel Hill Mall there. Fantone will be on hand for the official weigh-in. So, Jeremy, I'm very interested in what you're doing here. Um, I know you're also the brain behind Ohio Championship Wrestling, and uh, so I'm happy you got back into, th- th- that you're into the MMA. This is more my world. I, uh, I, I, I really like the MMA a-, a lot, but I do have this question for you. Um, because there have been rumors circulating around the other MMA organization known uh, the world round as the UFC that Vince McMahon may look to at one point acquire said UFC. And there have been concerns from people that if he owns both, that some of the showmanship stuff from OCW or not OCW, but from the WWE would creep into the UFC. So, can you put to bed any concerns people might have um, knowing that you're involved with two different organizations that way that they're not going to bleed in on one another? You see what I'm saying? Like yeah, I, that I, you're not scripting fights is essentially. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I look at it like OCW, pro wrestling, and MMA, they are pretty much alike. The, the only difference is one has an outcome. That you know about. Predetermined, right. Correct. And the other one, you know, you're going to find out 
at the fight. Well, they are very similar, and that's why people think Vince would may- maybe be interested because it is all showmanship. It is all oiling the chest, beating it. I'm the baddest man alive. They are both very much based in those things. But the the show itself, this is entertainment. This is what yes. I'm bringing to MMA, and uh, I was getting some heat from that. You know, they're they're like, no, it's a sport. I'm like, no, this is entertainment at its best. I agree, and I, I, I said this morning, one of the things I personally love about MMA is we're talking to Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championships. Again, follow them online on Twitter, at Honor Fighting, is that it doesn't have to be brand. And by that I mean, like, when you watch football, it's like, if the Patriots are on TV, the ratings are better, right? Because people want to see the Patriots and Tom Brady. And basketball, if LeBron's on TV, ratings are better. What I like about MMA is that I don't need the Cavs. I don't need the Patriots. I just need two bad dudes standing yep. in a ring yep. looking to end one another, and it's entertaining no matter. I oh, could not know oh, yeah. a single thing about them, and it's still fun to watch. Oh, yeah. That's why I think MMA is actually poised to take over some of the big sports. Oh, yeah. The fighting, it's the biggest sport in the world. Worldwide. It's, it's, it's worldwide. got massive success, yeah. yeah. Worldwide. I, uh, now, when you talk to, you know, when, when, when you as a local MMA promoter, you're looking for fights. I know there's going to be four professional bouts at the event Saturday night, and there's going to be a slew of amateur bouts. Where do these amateur guys come from? Who are these dudes? Like, what? I mean, is it just like Joe Schmo off the street? And you're like, yo, fight it out, yeah. bro. Uh, some of the guys are, uh, you know, right off the street. You know, they, uh, they've been badasses in high school, and right. uh, this is kind of an outlet for them. You know, a lot of guys... Uh, you know they've been training their uh, their, their whole asses lives. off. Yeah, my yeah. my brother was a uh, was a bouncer in bars for a lot of time. He was a street fighter kind of kid, and he always used to. He will tell you now that had MMA been been prominent when he was coming up, that he would have been a champion, not somebody in jail. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that, oh, that, yeah. That, that had he had that outlet. That he probably would have, that, that his life may have, would have, would have gone a different path uh, during some rough times when he was growing up. And I agree with that. And I think that there is, um, there's nothing more, I mean, dude, there's nothing drama like two guys standing toe to toe. Primal. Punching yeah. each other in the face. Definitely primal. And yes. it's very primal. And it's a little bit more, um, and I find it more interesting than boxing because the mix of styles. Like there's like you can get a total jujitsu master who then gets taken out by by a full blown wrestler, and so to see how like these styles might not match up perfectly, and you might be able to beat a guy, it's just it's so interesting to me all the different styles that go into MMA. Oh yeah, these guys, I mean, they study film. Uh, you know, I, I have some film on guys. I'm like, come on, man, let's get this out there. This is great, and I'm like, no, no, it can't go out there yet because. Uh, you know their opponents. It, it's it's crazy how uh, how they study this. It's it it's really intricate in how many fighting styles there are. This is your third MMA event you're putting on. Correct. Is that right? Third one. And it, it's at Chaparral's Event Center. This is tomorrow night in Akron. But again, the official weigh-ins are tonight. Jay Dublin's Poorhouse in Akron, six to eight. Phantom will be on hand for that. Uh, tickets still available, correct, for the fights tomorrow night? Correct. Yep. What do they need to do? What, what What's can, happening there? You could go uh, right to honorfightingchampionship.com and get on there, uh, find the cl- ticket link, and uh, click on it. They'll take you right to it. I heard you sold out your VIP tables. Yeah. Yes, All we right. sold those out. Those usually go pretty quick. Uh, Jeremy, i got to be honest with you. I was surprised to hear that. 
and I'm uh, and but I'm encouraged by that. And you have to be happy with that, right? That oh, oh yeah, I love that, it. That, that 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 the audience is telling you, yeah, man, we have a thirst for this. Oh, we yeah. want this. Oh yeah, that's there's definitely a demand. Definitely yeah. a demand. I was gonna say that like UFC really has taken off, or MMA has really taken off so much over the past ten plus years. It's about but, ten, yeah. But there really has been a lack of like local option to it, where you know it seems like pretty much anything else, like you can go to something locally of like I can either go to an Indians game or I can go to a Rubber Ducks game or I can go to a Cavs game. I can go to a Charge game. I can go to a Browns game. And there's you know there's a million options of those sports, but like it's not like UFC is just rolling through Cleveland every weekend. No, it's not. So you don't have that opportunity. Even with like WWE and pro wrestling, you've got WWE and then you've got OCW and you've got a million other indies where it's like this this local MMA. Jeremy, he means we have OCW and then we have WWE. (laughs) (laughs) Then we got everything else far behind us. But you take my point there of like there's there's a need for this on a local level and I, and I just think honestly with with the, the 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 success you guys have had thus far and hopefully what we're going to have this weekend and moving forward I think you guys are going to have 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 a huge hit on your hands um it's uh the the last show we actually had to start turning people away it, we wow. had a thousand plus people there it was it was incredible wow that's amazing it was incredible the concession stand ran out of every single thing there is we ran out of all the beer, all and the I liquor. wasn't even there. <laughs> yes, and I, I got you. What are you, what are you up to this uh, I, uh, Saturday? I got you some Ring of Honor tickets if you want them. You're you would be in the blood zone. The blood the zone. zone. Oh, man, you I would be right there. <laughs> I am. I am scheduled to to work a, a a concert tomorrow night. But I'll be honest with you. I want to call off, and I want to come this. off, dude. Uh, F that job. Who cares? All right, let me see if I can get out of that. If I can get out of it, I want to come to this. We're talking to Jeremy. The blood zone there from uh, from the Honor Fighting Champion, dude. How do I get myself a little Joe Rogan ish with your with your organization? How do I get to be the ring dude? Host in the podcast? <laughs> no, like, how, yeah. How do, how, how do I get to do the yeah yeah the ring announcing? I think I'd be great at that. That dude just got knocked the f out. I think I'd be awesome. I think I'd be awesome at it. Jeremy, thank you so much for spending some moments with us this morning. We appreciate it. We have some tickets. We're gonna pass those out here momentarily. But again. Tonight, Jay Dublin's Poorhouse in Akron from 6 to 8. Fantone will be there for the official weigh-ins for the Honor Fighting Championships. The actual event is then tomorrow night, Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. You can follow Honor Fighting Championship on Twitter, at Honor Fighting. And uh, we'll be right back with more Sansbury Show next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stands Ratio on Rock 106.9. We have those Honor Fighting Championship tickets. We'll get you guys hooked up here momentarily. I want to thank Jeremy from Honor Fighting for stopping by. The official weigh-ins for those fights tomorrow. The official weigh-in is tonight, however. That's at Jay Dublin's Poorhouse in Akron. Fantone will be on site from 6 to 8. And then tomorrow, the Honor Fighting Championships at Chaparral's Event Center. We'll get you guys hooked up. What? With some tickets here momentarily. That's what we're going to do. We will. I, I don't I don't, I don't. don't know how that happened. Hey, what? Friday. That's how it happened, dude. Is that right? Friday at 9.30, dude. Come on. That's how it happened. That's how it happened. Okay, wait now as I tell you this story and people get mad about something you're going to get that technically we already have, but people are going to be mad. 
Ready? You ready for this? The NFL, for the first time ever, but I thought you said we already have this. I'll explain in a minute. The NFL, for the first time ever, is adding male cheerleaders. Newly minted Rams cheerleaders, Quentin Perron and Napoleon, is it Ginny's? They'll make their debut in the 2018-2019 season after what is being called an intense audition process. God, this will be the 2018-19 season, dude. Wow. Wow. You're saying 19, and I'm thinking like, ah, what is that, three years down the road? Right. No, that's coming up. That Jeez, happens, man. Like, it's when people, say, when people say 2020 to me, I'm like, what are we talking about the future for? So far away. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, no, that's not that far away. Jeez. One of these guys says they were unlike anything I've ever been to, the tryouts he's talking about here. I'm used to getting a call after or maybe an email. This was about three weeks long, and we had a bunch of rehearsals in between and an extensive interview process. But it was humbling and amazing to be invited every time you came back. Both men are California locals. Classical dance training. They'll be performing alongside an otherwise all-female squad with 40 dancers in total. They really just fit the bill to be Los Angeles Rams cheerleaders, said uh, squad captain Emily Labert. They are intelligent. They are eloquent. They are more than qualified to be ambassadors about in the community. They bring us so much joy and energy, and there's something so magnetic about their performance, you really can't take your eyes off of them. Now, people are going to get furious about this. Okay. Male cheerleaders! We have them in the NCAA. Yeah. A buddy of mine, a very good friend of mine, was a male male cheerleader. Ma- yep. A <laughs> male cheerleader. Yeah, there it is. At Bowling Green. Okay. We've had this forever, but yet I can feel the uproar on social media right now. Right? Like, don't you feel like this is going to be one of those things? And I will ask this question: Is this how the NFL keeps women on the TV? Dancing in between, coming back from commercial breaks, so people would be like, "Wow, you know, you want to talk about how pure you are, and yet, you know, there's boobs jiggling on the screen as you come back from commercials after selling beer." Yes, 100%. The counter, yes, you're covering your own ass here. You're looking down the field. That's what this is, right? NFL. It's about goddamn time you did that, dude. Good lord, for a company that has just been uh, that that just allows black eye after black eye after black eye to get landed on it. Not guy, not guy, black eye eyes. But I know black guys too. There's a lot of them in the NFL. Dude. Nobody's denying that one. But but for it's a like company, a handful, dude. but for a company, Quit overblowing it. a company that has has allowed its narrative to spin out of control. Well, like yeah, this is finally something down the field. Well, that's a good point because they have allowed their narrative to be hijacked by their critics for like two years now. Yes, and I think I think a lot of companies, a lot of brands have to face that where it's like. Once upon a time, you didn't have to you didn't have to think so much about like, well, what does this say about us? Where now it's like, and it doesn't matter what side because it's like one side or the other is coming for They're you both here. Snowflakey so, and want the, and want to take something so, down. So, so, so with that being said, like looking down the field and trying to figure out who we are and how does this play into that narrative is going to be very important. I just can't believe this hasn't happened before in the sense of like. I mean, at the end of the day, am I going to an NFL game and really watching the cheerleaders? No, but like the cheerleaders get better when there's dudes out there. When they're throwing them through the air and they're flipping around and doing all that stuff, to me, that's a lot more like, 
all right, this is this is the the, the showmanship. The showmanship, exactly. Where like, I mean, yeah. that's what Frank is saying on Twitter. He says male cheerleaders are going to make this a lot more interesting. He says I hope they start doing pyramids, crazy stuff like that. Yeah. They need to recruit dudes off that ninja TV show. Yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. Like it just. I understand why you have hot chicks out there. That makes all the sense in the world, but, like, throw them up in the air, dude. I just, I don't care about the cheerleaders either way. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Have them, don't have them. Have males, don't have males. I don't care. Right. It's not why I watch the game. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand it's a little extra incentive, but dudes who are like, no, man, I'm, I'm you know, the cheerleaders, bro. It's like, oh, and okay. That's just it. Like, I'm not one of these guys that gets charged sexually by these innocuous sexual things. Like, when a girl takes her shirt off in Game of Thrones, I don't think about having sex with her. Like, I don't, that's not what happens. I'm like, oh, well, I wonder if Jamie's going to stab her with the sword now. Like, I don't get turned on. Like, when I see a cheerleader, like, I guess maybe it's because I've shoved so many graphic, pornographic images in my mind over the internet over the last decade, where it's like, dude, a cheerleader's never going to get it done. Now, I will look at that. Like, I'll go to the Canton Charge game and be like, Jesus, man, that girl's kind of hot. But she lives two blocks away from me, so I might run into her at the bar and might actually be able to have... But to turn on, like, the L.A. Rams game and be turned on by that cheerleader and then, like, like I'm not that guy. Like, I just... I don't get guys who are caught up in sexuality so much that it's like, oh, my God, that cheerleader. I, I just don't get it. But we were talking about this the other day, and you point... Phantom pointed out something really interesting, which is that a lot of people are a little bit more straight-laced than I am. True. And that, that's why a lot of those kind of people still like Playboy, because you're getting some sexuality without it being graphic. And that, to me, that falls flat at me. Like, I would read Playboy over the articles, but I don't care about the women in it. I still can't believe that the Browns haven't embraced this. Like They say too cold. But, does Pitt, I don't know, does Pittsburgh have, I don't even know. Does Pittsburgh have them? I don't know, but I think Cincinnati does. I mean, I get that it's cold, but like it's cold for all of us standing out there. So, like, that, that, I mean, I'm at the game, right? At least they're being paid to be cold. Right. I paid you. Like, I'm at the game. Why? Why? I, I, and again, people will argue with me and say, "Well, you know, snow—that's football weather. Slush—that's football weather." Like, I've never understood. We're going to build new stadiums and we're not putting roofs on them. That was a terrible idea. I mean, that was, I mean, and we're I not know, putting a roof on it. I know at least some, a retractable. Somebody said something about like, oh, well, they couldn't, or it would have cost so much more money, or whatever. But like at the end of the day, it was a mistake not to put that that a dome on it. I, uh, I think you will see this catch on. I think if you have, <laughs> dude, you just wait. In three years, it'll be you have to have a certain member, a certain amount of male cheerleaders. And it's funny how we have these arguments. As a matter of fact, I saw something on my kitchen counter this morning when I left for work that had me thinking about something very similar as what we're talking about right now. And that is the other day I went to the store and I bought like an eight pack of paper towels and I bought brownie, brawny, right? And on that wrapper now, on the packaging now, is a woman dressed in the same outfit that the old brawny like lumberjack used to be in. She's got the you know the red and black checkered shirt, and you see her hair over her shoulders, and she's brawny. She's tough. She's rough. And I thought to myself, we had to fight to get that. There was like this big whole thing from women's groups that how she had to be on the packaging. We're gonna change how people look at sexuality. Now this is how crazy of a country you live in. You mark my words, Canton, Maslin, New Philly, Dover. Brewster, wherever. You mark my words. This is going to happen. Inside of five years, 
will have another fight over brawny paper towels, and the fight will be what? Because it's paper towels, the woman's supposed to clean the kitchen, so the woman's on the package? Why can't you have a man? Why can't a man clean the kitchen? Well, it was a man on the package, but you bitched, and we changed it. But you just wait. We have revisionist history and lunacy running amok in this country, and that will be a fight. We'll pass out those Honor Fighting Championship tickets to end the program. That's next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my dad. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. I do not have the ability to go back in time, no. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So, here it goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. If, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I like women! Women, 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 women! And here he is. Having the time of his life. I will be giving away $420.69. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. fucking fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your the truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? Yeah, it's... it's... For real, for real, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam, all upside his head, just slap them. That gonna make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is terrible. Kids can't run anywhere. I had to take off my shoes to run. So kiss my black not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Who do I get? God bless America and God bless Trumpy Bear. That was like a peck. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Swing and a miss. Ball game. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Nearing the end of the program, we have those Honor Fighting Championship tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. But again, tonight are the official weigh-ins for that event. Jay Dublin's Poor House in Akron, 6 to 8. Fantone will be on hand for the uh, official weigh-ins. I want to thank Jeremy from Honor Fighting one more time for stopping by and spending the first part of 9 a.m. with us. That was cool of him. And the event is officially tomorrow night. Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. Tickets still available. You can, I, know, I know you can follow Honor Fighting Championship at Honor Fighting on Twitter. And uh, there are plenty of links there and how you can find yourself some All right. I have uh, one more piece of uh, piece of content before I want to get out of here today. And I didn't find out about this till just now. I may be way late to the party on this. 
But I think that this is a fantastic idea, and I think it's going to take off and be huge. And as a matter of fact, it's a new app that's out there, and it's already active in Canton, Ohio. That's how I know it's going to take off. Like Uber Eats, you can't use that yet here. As far as I know, last time I tried to use about two weeks ago, they weren't, they weren't in this area yet. I believe they're in parts of Akron, not down here in Canton as of yet. But this new app is, and I think that this is genius. You've heard of Uber. Which is like, dude, you need like you need a ride. You call them, they come get you, they drop you off, you pay them, that you're done, right? It's like the update of the cab service, right? There's a new system out here called Turo, and what Turo is, T-U-R-O, is you. This is Airbnb. This is Airbnb for cars, is essentially it. So I went on and I was like, well, let me see if it's in Canton yet. Probably not. Sure enough, it is. Like our uh, like, there's a guy here, Kyle who owns a 2017 Honda Civic and you can rent it out for 48 bucks a day. So then you go onto the website or the app, you tell them what day you want to start using the car at what time and about what time you want to end. They give you the pickup and return location. Your daily price is listed at 48 bucks for the, for Kyle's car, but you get a weekly discount. If you want to run it for the week of 15% off, and in here, it tells you what the rules are, and each different person you're renting a car from has their different rules. Like Kyle, for his 2017 Honda Civic, he would like you not to have your pet in it, no smoking or vaping inside it, and make sure you return it in the same condition. But if you go back, like he's got a Honda Civic, like another guy's got a 2017 Ford Mustang here that you can rent for $52 a day. This is a good idea. I, I mean, I understand 52 bucks a day, but like, number one, I don't have a car that day, right? I mean, and I guess it's just like, hey, if you're 58 bucks is worth it to you or whatever. But like, I, I would not trust, just like I wouldn't trust somebody in my house with Airbnb, I'm not trusting you in my car it either. Would, it would make me uncomfortable to rent my car out. I wouldn't do it. It would make me uncomfortable. But like, when I go to Vegas and I fly into Vegas, it would be kind of cool to pull it up and be like, well, dude, let's get a Ferrari or something for the day. Well, yeah, and if you're going to turn into a business, essentially, where it's like, hey, I will buy premier cars and allow people to do it, then you're not really buying the car for yourself. You're buying it as a business, right. you know? So if you're, if, But if you're looking at this from the perspective of my own personal car, I, 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 can't, I couldn't do that. I really couldn't. I couldn't rent my car out, but I could... I would be more comfortable renting somebody's car and using it than I am using Airbnb to sleep in their house. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, and certainly from the perspective of I'm the borrower, yeah, okay, I could go sleep in your house or I could go rent your car for I a little bit. I don't want to sleep bit. in your I did Airbnb once here, actually, and they were home, though. If they weren't yeah. home, it would have been a completely different. It would have been completely different. That is true. But, like, if you pull this up and you're like, dude, I've always wanted to drive one of those. I want to know what that car's like. And now you can take out the shopping part. I mean, is it mostly like personal cars or is it mostly like upper echelon? Well, I looked in Canton, Ohio. So what I think what I'm seeing here is what people will drive here. But like, no, I mean, there's a, I mean, there's a brand new Cadillac right here. There's an Escalade right here. Like I said, there's a brand new Mustang here. I'm calling Enterprise. I am. There's just something about this that doesn't sound right to me. There's something about this that it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't trust the system yet. Really? Oh, see, I love it. And I would like this because I believe you're going to be able to rent cars and book cars that I'm not going to be able to get at a standard rental operation. And not that they're all bad. And I won't even give you the company's name, but I once got completely hosed. 
I was in Oregon. I tried to rent a car. They told me the guy was going to come pick me up at my house in 10 minutes. They left me there seven hours. I missed my trip to Seattle. I didn't get to see the show that I bought tickets to go to and do. It's, I just think it's, sometimes do companies can kind of bum you out, although I am being told from, from Twitter that somebody did this, somebody wrecked the car and then left it. Yeah, I mean, that's going to happen. Again, I don't like this as me renting out my car. I don't want anybody else driving my car. But as to rent somebody's car, if I was to go into like a new city, I would absolutely use this. If there was a car in there, I'd be like, oh, I was kind of always interested on, on one of those. I'd be interested to have one of those. Or maybe you're just going, like, maybe it's date night, and you like maybe you want a convertible if it's summer for date night. You just kind of rent one of those. Turo's the name of it. I think that's actually, it, like I said, if it's a new piece of technology and Canton already has it, but we don't have Uber Eats, guess what? This is going to be a thing that catches completely on. Honor Fighting Championships are tomorrow night. Official weigh-ins are this evening. Jay Dublin's Poor House in Akron, 6 to 8. Find fans home there. But you're off to the actual Fighting Championships tomorrow night at Chaparral's Event Center. If you're caller 17 right now at 1-800-243-7625. Aside from that, we're done. Teresa will get you hooked up with another $1,000 at 1010 this morning. We will talk to you guys again Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. Now, you guys have a great Easter weekend. See you.